Welcome to Gain That Tune. What is going on, everybody? It's Game That Tune, and we are back in the house once again. It's your boy, John Harrington, here. We got John Regan, perfectly normal John Regan, with us. Say hey. Brah, feeling so gnarly tonight. What is this? Let's just stop immediately. What is that? <laughs> That's why you typed that California accent. Is that tied to your hat that you're wearing? Yeah. <laughs> California, famous for producing Guinness Stout. <laughs> Johnny's here rocking no shirt and a hat, and apparently a Californian accent now. He's here. we got David Fleming with us. Say hey. Hey. And we've got Jesse Moore. Say hey. Affirmative. Yes. Uh, man, what a perfectly normal episode of the show this is going to be. My goodness. It's uh, Game That Tune, episode 291. And man, oh man, we got a great show coming for you guys. Uh, what we're going to do is listen to some video game tunes. We've each got three songs from a game. We're going to try and guess each other's games based on the songs and a little bit of trivia. We're going to goof off and have a lot of fun. And the winner at the end of the night picks the theme for the next episode and plays some bonus tunes. And our winner last week was the old David Fleming. But the new David Fleming is here to tell us about this week's theme. Uh, yeah, new and improved because the theme for this episode is games with redesigns. Yes, redesigns. Redesigns of characters, redesigns of... David, give me another example of something that could be redesigned within a game. Well, like a battle system could be redesigned. Would it be the same game at that point? Or like, uh, like, uh, that, that's my question, David. Uh, in redesigning a battle system, can you uh, can you really call a game like a like a sequel to a to a game, or do you have to like, change the series at that point? I mean, Final Fantasy VII remake has a different battle system. Is that still not just Final Fantasy VII redesigned? Yeah, that's a tough question, David. One that I don't know that we'll ever get to answer. It's uh, very tricky. Yeah. yeah. I- they changed the lot. <laughs> Hopefully something like that doesn't come up on tonight's show. No, I, I doubt it will. You know, really, the only thing you can redesign in the game is characters. Nothing else. Um, I don't really have a you know great, uh, great way to expound upon that. Uh, David, you're right. You can redesign more than just character, uh, you know, a battle system. Uh, would you say you can redesign like a, a story by making like a continuation of the story? You know, I'll leave that for you to defend your game. Right. Yeah. Would, would a That's sequel, what, buddy? A sequel be a mere redesign of a game just by being a continuation of the previous story? Well, I mean, it depends what sequel. Because if it's like Mega Man Five, that is in no way redesigning things. Oh, it, it, it very much it does. It redesigns the four into a five. Oh. <laughs> and there's eight brand new robot masters. Whoa, this one looks different than the other they, one. They redesigned every boss and level. <laughs> Think about it. Hmm? This is how, this is how uh, like, deep I had to go on this theme, man. 
you know, we might be talking mere sequels on this episode just to piss David off. But no, we got a great show coming up for you guys tonight. Uh, games with redesigned elements uh, for our live viewers. Obviously, it's a perfectly normal episode. There's nothing weird going on on camera at all uh, for our podcast yeah. uh, podcast listeners. It, it truly is a perfectly normal episode. We will make no further allusions to our bizarre appearances. Um, and yeah, we just got to get. I didn't even think about the listeners. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no reason for us to be acting any differently for the podcast. Uh, that's that's one of the oldest jokes in radio. Talking about being naked at the station, like nobody knows. Exactly. Nobody knows how many episodes of this made with me pantsless. Wait, uh, have, I've never once listened to like FM radio and heard a DJ say they're naked. Is that something they do? I feel I mean, like that you know, would make me Howard Stern. It's like a prank that you can do, or like I know, <laughs> I know when I was on the radio like the day after Halloween, I kept talking about how everybody's Halloween costume was amazing, and I got a friend who was listening. He's like, "Yeah, I really, I'm sad I missed it," and then he realized, like, wait. <laughs> How would I know if someone was stressed up? It's like, yeah, thank you. That's the joke. Yes. Good job. It, you know, radio is a good thing. It's an easy thing when you don't make a video thing to accompany it. <laughs> like us, Howard Stern. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a great episode. So uh, Johnny, let's just jump right into it. Game one. So it's, this is one of the top five highest grossing arcade games of 1985. It is uh, cited as an important, um, it's cited as an influential game in the platform genre, paving the way for games like Super Mario Brothers and Ghosts and Goblins and Alex Kidd and Wonder Boy.
right. Who's got some answers? I do. Nobody else seems to. <laughs> it's hard to write. Being corn and all. <laughs> Send more references to Podcast listeners aren't going to have any idea what's happening. That's the point. Oh, no. I can't show my answers. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering <laughs> about that. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right, uh, well, well, whoever can show the answers, let's show them. <laughs> All right, so let's see. Um, oh, God, I can't read yours, John. You'll have to read it to me. What does yours say? Looks like it's Mappy. Mappy? It is. Okay, John says Mappy. David yeah. says Dig Dug 2. And um, Jesse says Buggy Boy? Uh, yep. These are all incorrect. This is Pack Land. Dang. <laughs> Pack Land. It is a side scrolling platformer cave game. Uh, you run with the buttons and you jump with the joystick, which I find to be insane. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, mm, I don't care or, for that. Or at least I know the home console ports did that. Maybe they had a three button setup in the arcade. I'm not sure. But for the home ports, like on your NES and your TurboGrafx 16, uh, you had. B was left, A was right, and up was jump. Which... I was just going to say, it's like, what home console had a joystick? Like, I don't remember the Atari. NES having a joystick. Atari. Yeah. Well, yeah, Mostly... I, just, I just meant, you know, your input device. Your, you know, whether it's joystick or direction <laughs> pad. And, yeah, it's got bright, colorful graphics, and Pac-Man has a new redesign with boots and a hat. Is that why you're wearing a new hat that's tonight, why, John? That's why I'm wearing a new hat. Pac-Man's got a new hat. <laughs> Dang. I didn't know he had a new hat. That's dope. Yeah. Why would... Hmm. I mean, I, the boots I get, because you know, he has feet now. But, like, why a hat? Because uh, he's carrying a fairy under it. Um, the game uh, is that you're trying to get to the end of the level with a fairy under your hat, and then you let the fairy out. Uh, you do that three times and save a few fairies, and then you play through the stage backwards to get back to your family um basically each level is referred to as a trip so you have a trip to the woods a trip yeah, to a haunted mansion you know a trip to the swamp uh and you have your rounds within the trip so three rounds of going left to right trying to get the ferry to the end and then round four is you get some magic flying boots and go back to the beginning to your wife and kid it's, it's I pretty weird I like the escalation of levels. Like, oh, you have to walk to the woods. You have to walk to the swamp. Like, okay, you have to walk to the haunted mansion. Like, wait, where the fuck did that come from? Yeah, I, I want to say there's also, like, a pirate ship level, if I'm not mistaken. David, d does Pac-Man not famously feature ghosts? Yeah, but I'm just trying to think, like, if they're trying to make it more of a platformer and you're, like, walking places... Where does the where does the mansion come up? Where in Packland do the ghosts live, David? If not the haunted mansion. <laughs> <laughs> you I'm know not what? Yeah, you got me. You got me there. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like where you know, where else do Inky and fucking whoever the fucking other ghosts are? Where where do they live if not a haunted mansion? Yeah. The, so the ghosts are Inky, Blinky, Amaze. Winky, no, Inky, Pink, Blinky, Pinky, and Clyde. 
And yes. a fifth ghost is in this one, Sue. Who I believe is originally from Miss Pac-Man. I can't remember what they named the... Because pa I know Miss Pac-Man, they renamed a ghost. But I feel like they might have combined Pinky and Sue, like, later on. Yeah. And so... Pinky Sue. My favorite, what, my favorite feature, though, about this game is the ghosts are in vehicles throughout the game. Uh, like well, that doesn't as, seem fair. <laughs> like, as you're driving around, there's ghosts in... I'm going to do with ghost cars. That's fucked up. Uh, ghost buses, cars, pogo sticks, flying saucers, and airplanes. And okay, the, hold, hold the, the fuck up. Are we considering pogo sticks vehicles now? Yeah, this, well, that's a viable form of transportation. That's a I, I, I wouldn't say viable. Yeah, but yes. Define viable. You've never like pulled a stick to the office one day. No. No. <laughs> You've never taken that. Doing it requires more energy than walking. Does your city not have pogo stick lanes? Honey, I'm off on the pogo stick? this evening. Yeah. So... God, imagine if all the cities had like a bunch of pogo sticks instead of all those like scooters that got. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we we did have a pogo stick lane, but there were so many open manhole covers that people kept falling down that they had to close them out. So no, it's foolish of you to put the pogo stick lane on the manhole cover line on the street. That was uh, just asking for trouble. <laughs> you never know how uh, how much a manhole cover can flip and spin until you hit it with a pogo stick just right. Are, are pogo sticks like like bicycles? Like you have to do it out in the, the actual lane? Because if you're doing it on the sidewalk you're going to mess someone's day up you mm -hmm. know, if you bounce into them. So they got to be on the road. There has to be like on the bike lane or something for the pogo no, stick. The pogo stick lane. Uh, another lane. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that you'll lane sidewalk pogo stick lane. I don't know that you'll actually mess someone up on a sidewalk because a person just walking regularly can probably outpace a pogo stick. Yeah, but if you're coming up behind them, they got like earbuds on. They don't hear you, and you like you know, dodge like a squirrel or something and just go careening into them, then it's going to be a bad time for all involved. No, yeah. see, Jesse, that's rule number one is you never swerve for a squirrel. <laughs> you just you just keep yeah. going, man. You just pogo right over it. God, did you imagine you pogoed onto a squirrel and then you got <laughs> squirrel guts all over the person walking? <laughs> I don't think squirrels are like, they're not like ketchup packets. <laughs> if, you pogo, if you pogo stick onto one. John, I mean, I honestly I'm, thought, John, you're going to say, I don't force. think squirrels have guts. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, they definitely do it. <laughs> they're just like whoopee just cushions. Not, <laughs> right. say, like, I thought John was going to say, like, I don't think a squirrel will just stand there. Like, if you come pogoing at it, it'll move. Well, uh, you know, yeah. I knew a person that stepped on a squirrel while wearing a, a blower on his back that was, you know, very loud. So it's possible. Some squirrels are dumb. That's pretty stupid. <laughs> squirrel. Squ I mean, that's the thing also, David. Yeah. Squirrels might start crossing the road while you're pogoing and make it halfway and then run back directly underneath your pogo stick. It's not like they're just fucking standing there asking for it. They're stupid. So David's yeah, never driven a car, so he doesn't understand this. So anyways... Yeah, also never driven a pogo stick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Hackland. So I, what I love uh, also about this is the ghosts that fly the airplanes drop mini ghosts, like little mini ghost bombs on you. Or I, 
It, but it feels it feels like they're just throwing their children out of a plane. Like it's it's very weird. Not just like use Kleenex. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you know they blow their nose and then drop it out of the plane and it lands on you and you're like, oh no. <laughs> Game two. <laughs> Well, before like, you I do that, somebody thoughts, I'm not sure where to go. I just wanted to say it's the 42nd uh, anniversary of Pac-Man. So oh, nice, pick, Johnny. Yeah, nice pick there, John. Are we? Uh, are we going? Is my game second? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So you know, uh, you know, on this show, sometimes we have guests, and it's been a while since we've had a guest. But one of our guests was the fantastic T.L. Foster, and when he came on the show, he. Uh, Instead of bringing three songs from one game, he brought one song from three separate games and ushered in a new era of Game That Tune. Uh, and rather than, uh, you know, grill him for it, we decided to honor him by continuing to bring it back every now and then. So it's time, yet again, for a VGM threesome. VGM threesome. Oh. VGM threesome. VGM threesome. Oh. I'm still upset that that name stuck. <laughs> it's good. Are you saying that you're redesigning Game 2? Oh, yeah. Game 2 has been redesigned as a VGM threesome. I can't remember. Do I do trivia before I give you the game, or do we just play the music? I think we just play the music. Yeah, yeah music and then trivia. All right. It's feeling good. Now, okay, uh, seriously, it's been a while since I've done a VGM threesome. Do we do a trivia thing? 
Yeah, now yeah. you do trivia while we're all right. So you know, you guys should have your answers ready anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, this game uh, is the first of a uh, planned release of uh, multiple volumes of uh, remake of the original game. Okay. Oh wait a second. I'm I'm fucking dumb. Oh man, I really want to know what you wrote first. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Hey, look, Johnny wrote Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, he's correct. David said Metal Gear Solid Five. Incorrect. Jesse says Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core. Sadly incorrect. But I'll give him a half point. I thought we used remake already. This is a VGM threesome, baby. It's fair game. <laughs> oh, that's new. Yeah, VGM threesome means you can bring things back to the show. It's something I've been, uh, you know, playing around with. So, uh, yeah, man, this uh, Final Fantasy VII remake, it's back again. Um, I don't know if you guys uh, played this or not. Johnny, did you, uh, I know you played the original Final Fantasy VII, like you played the whole thing, right? Uh, I... I've watched somebody play the whole thing. Uh, uh, I've never actually played the whole thing on my own, though, but a few oh, years ago, that. I did that fundraiser where we played Final Fantasy VII for 48 hours straight. That, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot you were involved in that. Yeah. Um, so, based on that, can you give me a couple of ways in which Final Fantasy VII Remake has redesigned elements of Final Fantasy VII? Well, I'm guessing that they remade the graphics. Yes, that's, that's the primary change, yes. I'm guessing they've re-recorded the music. They did. They made new music. That's right. Yeah. And for my third part, I'm going to guess that they've changed the battle system to be more real-time. Oh, Johnny, man, you got you, you really got uh, a beat on what it is to do a Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah. They, uh, they redesigned many elements of the original game. They... Uh, like you said, you know, freshly recorded music. Uh, I love the new music. It does not dishonor the original game. They don't botch anything, which is truly impressive given Square's tendency to botch remade music. Uh, the battle system is a fucking blast. I like the uh, the action of the battles. And um, yeah, it looks a lot better than the PlayStation 1 version. Hot take. Hot take. Yeah, pretty good. You know, fully voiced too. Fully voice acted. Uh, got some new voice actors in the mix. Uh, it's a 30 hour thing based on like five hours of original game. It's like a entirely too long and thorough remake. It's pretty dope. Have they announced so when they're releasing part two? No. <laughs> okay. What they, they, they said, I think they came out and Nomura was like, look, just, you know, pray and hope as hard as you can. And the more energy you give us, the faster to come along. Oh. So the longer the takes is just you don't want it enough. Right. So, so that's your fault, Wait, guys. I thought they released a the part two. Isn't that what Remake Integrate is? N no, actually, that's really just it's uh, a side an, story. It's an enhanced remake <laughs> of uh, this one. It's for PS5. So they added in a little extra side story and and redid the game for PS5. Oh, okay. I mean, knowing yeah. Square, they're going to release, like, 
three other Final Fantasy remake chapter ones before the chapter two comes out. Right. And yeah, there's probably going to be a mobile tie-in. It's strange. They've they already said, had the mobile tie-in. Yeah, they're All right, well, there you go. They said they wanted to, you know, make it in the same vein as, like, Final Fantasy 13, which they made three games out of, and they managed to do a pretty good job of cranking those out quickly. So, like, I don't see why they can't crank this out just as quickly. Like, I feel like we should have the next one by Christmas? Like, soonish? But... Nah, you know, who knows? Probably ain't happening. But it's a great game with a lot of remade elements. Too many to list, quite frankly. Um, I, I honestly think we could have a new one by Memorial Day. Really? As this- of this recording, <laughs> f- five days from now? Yes. <laughs> okay. Get on it, Square. Yeah, Johnny. Well, actually, no. Get on it, fans, because if we don't have it in five days, it's because That's we don't want it enough. Yeah. yeah, really, we should spend the next few days praying. Uh, you know, thoughts and prayers. They do a lot. They uh, <laughs> let's focus our thoughts and prayers on Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two. Nothing else. Yeah, it's really good to be making a veiled political point while my video makes me look like a fucking talking. <laughs> yeah. Banana. Oh my, this is so much going on tonight. Oh my yeah, god, it's deep, baby. Um, Johnny, Johnny, you can't say that. Our podcast listeners will have no idea what yeah. you're talking about. <laughs> like, what do you mean, John's a banana? That's uh, that's, that's crazy. That, that, that doesn't track at all. He sounds like perfectly normal John tonight. Anyway, yeah. Johnny, let's I know keep... what a banana sounds like. Yeah. Uh, let's keep it going to the second part of the VGM threesome.
All right, guys. Feeling good? Yeah. Trivia? I'm feeling pretty good. Mm. Trivia, please. All right, so this character uh, uh, whose theme we just heard was uh, redesigned from his original appearance, uh, now sporting a, a new jumpsuit and some handcuffs, and his taunt in this game actually reveals that he can easily take the handcuffs off. Hmm. Yep. Johnny. Johnny very much on the right track. All right, so Johnny says final fight. He was on the right track, but he's incorrect. Jesse says Street Fighter 4, which uh, features the character I'm talking about, but isn't the music. David has the correct answer. This is Street Fighter Alpha 3. Yes. David, tell him about that character we're talking about. Uh, that would be Cody. Yeah. Good not, old Cody. not one of my favorite Final Fight characters, but one of my favorite Street Fighter characters. Agreed. I mean, I guess the, the benefit of him being in Street Fighter is he doesn't have to bother. He doesn't have to compare to Hagar, basically. Like, who's going to pick Cody? Hmm? When you got Hagar and you got Guy, he's a ninja. Like, why are you going to pick Cody? Yeah, he's he's just like the middle of the road generic dude. Like, guy has the speed, Hagar has the strength, Cody is also there. Cody has the t-shirt. It's uh, just nothing really going on. Um, but yeah, I love his redesign. He uh, he went to jail because he was beating up too many people, and he's he's got a jail suit on and and handcuffs. It's very funny to me. <laughs> I love like how Street Fighter started to incorporate the Final Fight series and then like build on its story because yeah like Cody was beating up the Mad Gear gang and then decided to become like an urban vigilante and just beat everyone's ass got yeah. arrested and then joined the Street Fighter tournament yeah. and then he becomes the mayor right yeah, finally you know gets out gets his redemption he gets, uh, gets a slick new look he gets to be the mayor himself it's good I love Cody and I like his uh, his Street Fighter moves. I like his you know, like a uh, tornado punch, and you can pick up a knife on the stage and throw dirt in people's face. And you know he's a he's a great addition to Street Fighter, man. Love uh, love me some Cody. Um, plus, I just love a guy. I don't know wearing a classic jail jumpsuit. That's very funny to me. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's a nice touch. It it doesn't make him any like cooler, but it makes him somehow more appealing. Like, you know, okay, so he. he because, like, you look at him in Final Fight, he's like, oh, he's Mr. Perfect with the fucking, you know, the blonde hair and the you know, the build, and he's got the girlfriend, you know, good for him. And now it's like, eh, you know, he's just kind of an idiot like all of us and, you know, beat up too many guys and went to jail. Like, I can I can relate more to this character. He's got a little stubble. Uh, you know, I, I, I feel Cody more once uh, once this redesign hits. He's well, good. Wait, I'm concerned. I, Are you relating to him more because of the jail thing? No, because he's just, you know, he's not... <laughs> Like, uh, he's not a fucking, like, perfect vigilante guy. It's like, uh, you know, the laws of man do apply to him. Uh, and, again, you know, just a little, uh, little less clean-shaven. That just makes a character a little more relatable for me. I like it. Can you imagine if they ever arrested Batman for being a vigilante, threw him in jail? for years, John. They don't know who he is. <laughs> I mean, you know, really, they've been trying. He's... But he keeps on just evading those police, baby. He's flying on rooftops. They can't find him. 
I also, I do love, I think it's Cody's, one of his windscreens in this, he's like celebrating and whatnot, and then he kind of looks back and just hauls ass, and a cop chases him off the screen. Yeah, dope. I love it. He's great. Yeah, uh, glad he's still part of the series. Honestly, I, I, I'm, you know, I, I'm not big into Street Fighter Five. Uh, I might pick it back up with Street Fighter Six, but I kind of want to see him go back to jail. Maybe, uh, maybe he's a corrupt mayor now. He uh, took a bribe or something. You know, just uh, want to see some justice for those corrupt politicians, of which Cody surely is one. Um, anyway, Johnny, let's keep it going to uh, the final part of the VGM threesome, the climax, if you will. guys how you feeling i'm feeling confident in my answer good good um you should uh, based on the music but did you know that this game uh is not the first playable appearance of this redesigned character i think that pretty much cinches it yep 
All right, Johnny, he's, he's got pack land way off. David says Tekken redesign, sadly incorrect. And Jesse says Tekken 4, oh, so sadly incorrect. No, this, uh, that was not Tekken music at all, guys. Um, this is Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Oh, that one. I'm sure that, uh, I don't know, our more metal tuned listeners are in the chat just flipping out on you guys right now. Our GTT radio metal guys who just love that uh, that soundtrack. Um, sad, you mean sad. metal as in Metal Gear fans or metal as in metal music fans? Both. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah. Fans of uh, you know heavy metal and Metal Gear are both uh, disappointed in you. Uh, I am both myself. Um, this game, pretty great. Uh, this uh, this redesign may be the greatest redesign in the history of video games. Like, I'm a Metal Gear Solid 2 defender. I love Metal Gear Solid 2 and always have. I don't have the beef with Raiden that everybody else has. But I fully recognize the need to make this fucking redesign. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm cool with Raiden. Raiden is so dope. <laughs> oh, man. Goes from being like a whiny little uh, you know bitch character made to make fun of people for playing the game to the most badass cyborg gymnastic ninja of all time it's uh it's a good move really good really great uh i don't know i i throw out a bonus point first person to ring in and tell me the first playable appearance of badass raiden dang david metal gear solid 2 no he was oh. not badass in that that was the whole point uh metal gear solid 2 the sequel what no, they call it? Oh. No. Jesse, do you have a guess as to when uh, new slick badass uh, Raiden was playable for the first time? Um, was it... You mean like the ninja one? Yeah, like the, this Raiden. Metal Gear Rising Revengeance fucking cyborg ninja Raiden. Didn't 4 come out before Revengeance? It did, but he was not playable in that. Oh, he wasn't so, playable. Um, was no, it that was skateboarding there. game? No, it's not a skateboarding game. Okay. Because you can't play as him and there's a skateboarding game. Right. Was it Tekken no. 4? No, Tekken 4 came out... You know, oh, well, was he in Soul Calibur? You know, no, I don't think so. No. Uh, the answer I'm looking for, of course... Pac-Lan. Play- PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale! Oh, that one. <laughs> That game everyone God. loved and played. Yeah, that game that everybody loved. <laughs> it's wait, see, dog, it's just, you, it's so weird. Can you shout more things as the corn? It's so good. I really don't want to have to raise my voice again tonight, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so weird to think about PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale having PlayStation characters in it. Right. Because I remember it mostly of adding like third parties, like. Oh yeah, we're gonna throw in Hihachi and the Big Daddy and like, and right from. Well, I, I I I do revenge. feel like Hihachi, like Tekken, is Tekken and PlayStation dominantly is, a PlayStation thing, you know? Yeah, Tekken Three is like, one of the top five selling PlayStation One games of all time. He's a, he's a PlayStation guy, firmly. But 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 you know, Jim Ryan doesn't like Sony PlayStation games, so that's why. That's probably why this game failed. 
since they don't care about their history. Right. Anyway, we're not talking about PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale, except to say Ride, the badass Ride Ninja was playable in that before Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Metal Gear Rising Revengeance is a fucking fantastic game. Uh, I think it should get a sequel, but at the same time, I also feel like it's just a really fantastic one-off game. Like, they kind of, they don't need to go back to this. It, uh, it's a blast. It, you know, it just, uh, takes everything, like, uh, that is potentially cool about, you know, Raiden's new appearance in Metal Gear Solid 4 and PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale and lets you do a bunch of wild shit. Like, it's great. Raiden's great. Hope that character is happy now. He gets right off into the sunset. And uh, this has been a good VGM threesome. So, uh, Johnny, let's just keep it going. Game, Game three. Game three. Yes. Bye.
Um, so in this game's files, there are sprites relating to a rhythm game that can be found. It is unknown what they may have been used for or why it only appears in this version of the game. So, um, anybody need a, an additional piece of trivia? I'm good. Yeah, I think okay, I'm cool. great. Um, while you all are writing your answers, I do want to give a shout out because this was our fan request. Uh, this came to us from our Discord from Acre. Good one, Acre. Um, for the record, I was going to use the request from, um, our social media site, but that game was not released in America, so. Ooh. Oh, man. Sorry, game that tune dot clubbers. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, Jesse has drawn a penis with John's face on it. Um, John and Johnny both say the world ends with you. We're going to have to check with our judges because this is the World Ends With You final remix. Mm. And the judges say, yeah, that's fine. Two points. Joke's on you. I was going to hit the two correct sound no matter what you said. (laughs) So yeah, this is uh, the World Ends With You final remix. The redesigned version of the DS classic on the Switch. No, they came out with a version of this for the Switch. They did. Um, it's very interesting because the 
the game on DS like used the touchscreen exclusively for combat. So when they decided to port this to Switch, like, wait, how is this going to work? Because it uses two screens and a touchscreen. Um, they kind of... <clears throat> they kind of use the Switch touchscreen, or you can um, unattach the Joy-Cons and use the infrared pointers, sort of like Wiimote pointers, in order to combat in this game. Um, which... It's a single-player game, and you have a, an AI-controlled companion, but because of the Joy-Con aspect, uh, this game actually lets you play in co-op. You can have your companion play with the second Joy-Con. Oh, that's fun. Wow. Cool. So that's the world ends with us. I mean, technically, yeah. Yeah. Or I'm maybe just... the world ends with them. The world ends with you and me. You and I. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> God, if I was with my grandmother, she would definitely correct that. <laughs> it's you and I, John. <laughs> Wait, well, is it really the? Because is, is it the world ends with I? Hmm? Nope. No. <laughs> In your fucking face. I love the idea of you playing a a Switch JRPG set in like an apocalyptic Shibuya district. Yeah. I mean, it does seem like the exact kind of game that grandmas would be into. Like, Parcheesi, Monopoly, The World Ends With You. Yeah, I mean, that's that's just my grandma to a T. You know, old lady from Tulsa, Oklahoma, huge fan of cartoon Shibuya. Like, <laughs> you know, she's just all about it. She's receptive to it, and, you know, she loved it. Um, yeah, no. Uh, sad confession, David. Never played this yet. I, I keep wanting to. I didn't know it came out on Switch. That's actually a, that's a big driver. I, I might actually consider it now. Um, I think you should. It's a it's a pretty fun game. Um, one thing that I'm very very grateful for is in this redesigned version. Like it's mainly the combat system that got redesigned. They didn't really touch the visuals, uh, which is good because this game has very striking visuals. Like it it almost has like a jet set radio graffiti style to it. it it's very like yeah it's I don't know if you're all like y'all are looking at I, I, I have to to stay on top I have to not look to stay on topic <laughs> yeah um no like every character has that like very solid heavy like black outline to them um, the designs are very angular and because it is set like mostly in a fictionalized version of the Shibuya district like fashion is crazy in this game you actually can equip different badges and like if you wear certain clothes you can get it trending and then that will give you like stat bonuses oh, that's um, cool. yeah because it, it really goes for broke on that like I don't know if I like it though. The idea that the game is like judging me as to whether or not it's like my outfit's cool, and then like rewarding me based on it. Like, I kind of want it to not judge me. Like, just okay, whatever outfit you're wearing is cool um, and trendy. I don't, I don't want like to not get the stat bonuses because I don't look cool. That would, that would upset me. But I mean, you can it's also very to, to look cool and know that I look cool. <laughs> 
fuck, I can't keep a straight face. <laughs> What's the problem, guys? <laughs> John, you're literally a piece of Swiss cheese right now in front of a whole cheese board. Yeah. Podcast <laughs> listeners, I am so sorry. Um, sorry, guys. I didn't realize this was going to be a problem. We were doing redesigns. Trying to redesign myself as often as possible here. <laughs> Can we please make the the album art for this episode just all the different versions of John? I'll, I'll snap some pictures. Yeah. Talk about madness in the multiverse. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> <laughs> the cheese universe. Oh, oh geez. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, that's totally all right. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> So I was making a joke about how the game judges you and I don't like it. Um, but it sounds cool. It Super is. stylized Shibuya. Yeah. Like it's a very stylized JRPG. Um, if I recall correctly, um, you can, the game doesn't have like random encounters. It has that sort of thing where like enemies appear in the overworld and you can choose and you can also adjust your level before you go to fight them. So like, if you want to grind, you can lower your level. Oh god, that's so much worse. <laughs> Go into a fight, beat them, and you'll gain like more experience and <laughs> money and stuff. Um, so yeah, this this does have a lot of like nice quality of life improvements for a JRPG. And like I said, they had to they pretty much had to redesign the battle system. Um but they kept the visuals, and I'm very glad for that because this is a gorgeous-looking game. Yeah, I like it, man. I, I, I dig a, I dig something highly stylized. I think it's pretty cool. God damn it! I just have to cover that corner of my screen. I'm so sorry, <laughs> podcast <laughs> listeners. <laughs> We're gonna wonder why we can't get through a sentence. Hey, Honestly, at the same time, this is why you should tune in live <laughs> or watch the video replay. I was going to say, if you're listening to us in podcast form, just just pull up the video replay. <laughs> wow, yeah. I guess they could. Sorry. I thought you had more to say about this. I'm uh, trying to redesign myself yet again. Um, no, it's just a, it was a fun game on the DS, um, and I'm glad they ported it to Switch, just proving that, you know, 99% of games are perfect for Switch. Please stop waggling your eyebrows at me. Why? It's very unnerving. Oh, I'm sorry, pal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Next game. Thank you, requester. Oh, yeah. Thank the requester. Uh, thank you, Acre, to, um, in our Discord for giving us a request. Yeah, we love you, Acre. Game and, uh, four. No, David, go ahead. Sorry, I thought you were done. No, I was just going to say, let's let's move on. Okay. We're done. Game
Uh, one of this game's uh, taglines was uh, from Russia with fun. see what you guys have for answers. <laughs> Alright, so uh, John's screen is frozen. Um, Johnny says Tetris 2. That's incorrect. And David says Tetris, which is correct. Um, I Is John holding up an answer? No, he's, John, you're frozen on my end too. Oh, he just texted us saying the filters killed his computer. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> at first he just looked very intense. Looked like this weird, weird looking Hey man, what's your answer? <laughs> Give us a second. Let's see. His answer was Tetris 2 also, so he's also incorrect. That's incorrect. See, you tried to play with the power of gods. Yeah. You flew too close to the sun. <laughs> Snapchat Icarus. <laughs> oh, that's my favorite group. <sighs> oh, that should absolutely be an episode tag. So he, he said to, to continue on, he's going to try to get back in here. So, Jesse, okay, so this, this is... is Tetris? For the Tetris NES. for the NES, right? Son yeah. of a bitch. So what they did with this is um, instead of all the blocks being like a, like a pea soup color, um, they added colors. So they redesigned the characters in this game. Uh, <laughs> so now you got like a red block. You got like a, a blue block. Um, I think a yellow one. Are, are Totonimo's characters... <laughs> Like, yeah, do they have names they had... and personalities and traits? You, well, you weren't around internet... to see all the people wanting L block for Smash? <laughs> well, at one point, the internet did fool Jeopardy. And uh, Jeopardy had, like, a question about how apparently they had names. Uh, and they had these, like, silly names that somebody put on a wiki somewhere and... And turns out that's not really their names, and someone just got some bad information. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's some pretty. Oh, good that's stuff. amazing that they fooled the fact checkers over at Jeopardy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, technically, in 
Puyo Puyo Verse Tetris, there are characters based off of the Tetris pieces. So you have like S and L and T. So yeah, it's the personification. It counts. <sighs> but does this truly count as a redesign? Because they they added yeah, they're different colors. They added colors. Can you? Yeah, they redesigned them. <laughs> How else do you need to design them? I mean, they did actually, like, if you look at Tetris on Game Boy, they're just kind of flat blocks. But in this one, some of them have, like, a rounded, almost look like glass. Um, some of them look like they have indents. But the... the I, uh, like, cause I'm thinking of... Because I'm thinking of all the different gameplay changes that, that happened to Tetris over the years, right? Because I know... There was a Sega arcade Tetris, and that was the first to let you do that last minute, like, move when you're, like, about to, you know, place. Like, when you get to the bottom, you can move left to right real quick. And then there was another Tetris that added the ability to hold pieces for later. I don't think any of Tetris did any of that, but I guess... There's two yeah. players. On the NES Tetris? I On the so. Nintendo NES Tetris or the Tengen NES Tetris? Because there's two Tetrises for NES. Yeah, guys. I know there's the uh, Atari one. Yeah. And I, I don't know which Ooh. one had the two-player. Um, I'm pretty sure it was Tetris on NES because I remember playing this with my sister. Well, I mean, which, okay, so it probably was the the Nintendo one because that Tengen one was definitely like pretty rare because it was a. Uh, not licensed, licensed by Nintendo. It was, you know, they b broke the CRC lockout chip shit that was on there. Also, this game features a host of redesigned Nintendo characters. Because, like, in the ending, you see a bunch of just, like, Nintendo characters, like, hanging out. Like, Link is playing an ocarina. Samus has a cello for some reason. Like, I think Bowser has an accordion. Um, but, yeah, they're, like, slightly redesigned versions. Hmm. All right, I'll I'll, I'll 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 count it. I'll say this is a redesign. I like how you're gonna count well, it. This when is it's David's my theme. theme. All right, David, do you count it as a redesign? Yeah, obviously. All right, all right, fine. And all this right. is where hyper tapping came from. It is where hyper tapping came from. You're absolutely right. Actually, have you? Yeah, David, have you seen I'm, videos about hyper tapping? I was just saying. I'm sorry. Wild. What is hyper tapping? Oh man, you're not playing Tetris right. None yeah. of us are. Is that the thing where you spin the block so fast that it just like stays in place? It's where you bounce the bounce the controller on your foot, if I'm not mistaken, so that you can like. <laughs> We're already out. I think it's that you 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 basically bounce the controller up using your like non-dominant hand, like from the bottom of the controller, so that you can mash the buttons faster. Like instead of trying to mash the buttons by going. Down, 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 down with the hand. I think it's a lot faster to. I can't remember if it's faster to go up, 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 up with the other hand and mash the controller into your fingers, or if it's like. I think it bounces it on your foot and you smash like one side. Again, the idea of bringing the, bring the controller buttons to your fingers instead of bringing your fingers to the controller button. You get what I'm saying? Like you, you have it bounce like on a. What on the a, fuck are you talking like a, about? Like, like on a like, like imagine a seesaw, right? So you're no, going no, like I, tap 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 tap. I, so this guy comes up real quick. I, 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 I get what you're tapping. saying, but I feel like this is a joke. Like, do people no. do this? Yes, this is like what if you want to be a world champion Tetris player, you need to learn how to do this. Apparently, yeah. this is like the top strat. 
Yeah, it's how you get the that... the fastest button presses in. Um, hmm. I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah, it sounds crazy. Like, but... that's, yeah, that's Cause, insane. Well, because one, it kind of is a little crazy. <laughs> like, let's be oh, real yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be a world Tetris champion, yeah, you're crazy. Yeah, so he's saying, I need to be so good at Tetris that I need to balance this controller on my foot. On my foot? <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you even... <laughs> What part of your mind thinks of, like, I need to push these buttons even faster, maybe I'll just slam the controller into my hand. Like, how does that thought even come into your mind? You know what, though? It's honestly not that off, because you know how I won at um, Mario Party 2 a lot was... Uh, <laughs> do you remember that uh, there's a minigame where you wind up the Shy Guys, like the little Shy yeah. Guy with helicopters? I always fucking wanted that game. And I noticed the reason I won was because you guys would hold the controller and try to mash the buttons as fast as you can. I would put the controller on the ground and then, like, make my muscles and my arms spasm as fast as possible <laughs> to, like, mash yeah, those buttons. So much yeah, and I would mash these buttons so fucking fast. So, like, I, I kind of get it that, like, yeah, like, you're going to experiment and try to find a way. Because my whole thing was, like, it's much faster to move my arm than my fingers. Spazzing my whole arm is a lot faster than spazzing my fingers, and that's the same technique that like drummers use, right? That's how you drum faster. You don't drum with your wrists, you drum with your arms. Um, so I totally get like, you know what? The more you can take your arms out of the equation, the faster it's gonna go. It's like, yeah, let's bring my feet in. Fuck it. <laughs> not to mention, not to mention while you're doing all that. You still have to navigate the blocks to where you want them to go as well. So yeah, there's you gotta a lot hit going it. On. Yeah, you can't just. It's not just at, like fast. You also have to be accurate, yeah. right? Because <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like I don't have to be very accurate. When I'm just trying to wind up the fucking shy guy. But like, no, I actually, you know, if I want to move blocks in the right place, I gotta actually be hitting the button at the right time, in, in, in the right direction. Te Remember when Tetris was just like, I want to kill some time on the bus, like. How did people get this into it? Dude, remember Tetris on the TI-83 calculators? You guys ever do I that? Do. I remember doing that because I was killing time on the bus. Oh, see, that's how I, I don't killed... Think you can... That's how I killed time in economics class. <laughs> I don't think you can hyper-tap with your TI-83, though. <laughs> I don't know. I, You know what? I wonder if anyone's tried that. I would like to see a, a somebody hyper-tap on their TI-83+. plus. Johnny. Like, Johnny, what are you doing? You got your shoes off, your sock <laughs> foot is on the desk, like, not now! Yeah, just in the back of the fucking class. <laughs> Michael oh, Thomas, get over here, I'm gonna hyper-tap your ass so good! <laughs> John, go to, go to the Brizzle's office. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what you just said, but it sounds terrible. Get out of here. Yeah, that was <laughs> my senior year quote from, uh, uh, our friend Michael was, thank you for putting TI-83 on my calculator. It really helped me get through our economics class. That class sucked. Uh, <laughs> that's like all, like that was he and I's like entire friendship was playing two-player uh, TI-83 Tetris. Well, I mean, to be fair, like Tetris is the game that brings people together. It It stopped the Cold War. Yeah, no, that was one of the first major exports to come out from behind the Iron Curtain. And, I, no, I, I meant what I said. Yeah. And it is crazy when you look at the history of Tetris, because it was 
basically you had like 10 different people making 12 different deals at the same time, you know? Like, it was really insane. Well, the whole reason that, like, Nintendo got the rights to it is um, they went to, like, purchase the exclusive rights or everything, and they're like, look, we already have this running on our hardware. Like, how did you do that? It's like, oh, uh, we'll pay for the rights for this, too. Like, they were just offering to buy rights for every version that they could, and they're like, all right, you want to give us money. It's yours. (laughs) So, yeah. So, Jesse, this was your game. Um, do you have fond memories of NES Tetris? Oh, no. I I like to play Tetris where you're supposed to, or like in handheld, you know, on, on the Game Boy. Like, te- for me, the TV was for, like, games where you're going to be sitting around for a while. And, like, Tetris was more of a, I'm going to play this for, like, 10 to 15 minutes. And so... I basically just picked this because they changed the colors of the blocks, and I felt that was a pretty good redesign. Yeah. So no marathon Tetris sessions for you? No, I was uh, when I was growing up, our, we were more of a Dr. Mario household, and um, I have a lot of trauma to, from that game. Um, you know, hyper-tapping does sound like a pretty good edging technique. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> That's my n- new subreddit. <laughs> Hyper tap edging. If it were were hyper stroking, I could understand. But are you guys getting off by tapping yourself? (laughs) Well, if you like, just like tap, like you know where the um, where like the head meets the shaft, like I run under there. There's like a like an inch under the pee hole. There's like a real sensitive part. Perineum. I forget what that's. Yeah, right there. No, not the no. The perineum is the 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 the, um the taint. The taint. Uh. But no, there's like this little spot right. And if you, like, tap it, it's supposed to feel good. Yeah. So you could hyper-tap that part. Plus, David, the whole idea of edging is that you don't actually finish. You're supposed to just, like, you know, take forever. Yeah, I know, but... (laughs) Hey, I think Ah, John's back. John came back at a great time. (laughs) He looks like, uh... Um... He looks like a logo. Skynet. There we go. Hey! We were just talking about edging. Oh. All right, but I think we're just about to move on to the next game. Yeah, it's <laughs> a good idea too. <laughs> Jesse, do you have anything else to say about uh, Tetris on NES? No. All right. Everybody, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all good, man. Game five.
All right, so uh, the Italian stage in this game is based on the movie Way of the Dragon, specifically the scene where Bruce Lee fights Chuck Norris in Rome. Uh, The background is identical to the movie and even includes stray cats, like the movie. Who has their answers? Uh, it disappeared, but I wrote the same thing they did. Okay, so everybody says Street Fighter Alpha. That's a hat trick. Um, so ah. this is Street Fighter Alpha. Anybody else play this? <laughs> I've never actually played a Street Fighter Alpha game in my life. Have you ever played a Street Fighter game in your life? Yes, I've played those. <laughs> okay. But I never played Street Fighter Alpha. Mm. What about Beta? Johnny always plays Street Fighter Beta. <laughs> <laughs> it's- John, I'm not I'm not sure if your face was at the Alpha series or at Johnny's soundboard shenanigans. It's the soundboard. Uh, okay, good. I, I like the Alpha series. I talked about it earlier in this episode. Yeah. I know. I was surprised. <laughs>
Yeah. And I'm happy that we get to bring it back. So who gets redesigned in Street Fighter Alpha besides, you know, obviously Cody's not in it yet. So who's who are, who are we talking about here, David? Well, technically everyone. Um, oh! Because specifically the Alpha series takes place between Street Fighter and Street Fighter 2 because the Street Fighter chronology is very fucked up. Um, so every character looks a little bit younger. Um, all the sprites got redesigned to look younger. Ken has shorter hair. Ryu has a white headband instead of his normal one. Um, and these designs stuck around because the the sprites from Alpha went into like the Marvel vs. Capcom series. So when you play Marvel vs. Capcom 2, it's Alpha, Ryu, and Ken. Um, but probably most famous of all, Chun-Li has a completely different look in this game. Um, it gets rid of her traditional dress and she's wearing like a full skin tight bodysuit with that weird like vest thing. Um, I'll be perfectly honest. I kind of prefer her chi pow, but you know, the alpha design is fun. It definitely looks different. Yeah. I like the pants. Good pants. I was really thinking that, like, somebody else was going to have something to say about any of this. Like, I'll carry the segment. That's fine. But yeah, you should. I, I, I like the pants. They're good pants. <laughs> yeah, they're great I, pants. And I just, I was thinking about, like, redesigned characters. Um, the Chun-Li's alpha design popped up in my head, probably because it's not my favorite look of hers. Um but I just started to think about the alpha games. I was like, oh, it's a real shame that we've used all those. And then I realized that we only used two and three. We never used the original. I was surprised to hear the music start because I'm like, well, surely Dave is not double dipping into the Street Fighter alpha games. And then I looked and sure enough, we haven't used uh, alpha one yet. So, you know, well done, David. Great. Plus, uh, the whole alpha series is almost like a redesign of the Street Fighter games because it's more fast paced. Um, it's a little more anime inspired. Like it definitely begets the Marvel versus Capcom series where they just go completely fucking bonkers. Um, the first game doesn't do too much crazy stuff. Um, it's in like alpha two and alpha three, where you get the counters and the custom combos and the like V isms and whatnot. Um, the first game's a little more grounded, but it's still more fantastical than Street Fighter 2, if that makes sense. Like, it's definitely the first of something new. Right. It's strange that it would be grounded, given that Dreams is literally in the title. You could be having crazy, wild, you know, dream matches in this game. But, no, it's grounded a little bit, just to, you know, not hit everybody uh, with some crazy shit in this new spinoff series. I guess it's a good idea. It's, I mean, it's grounded in the sense that all Street Fighter games are grounded where you can have a green feral monkey man with electricity. Right. As or, grounded as Monka can be, yes. Or in this game, I guess the equivalent would kind of be Rose who is a fortune teller but she has like a mystical scarf that she can shock you with and like throws tarot cards and shit. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say like um, it, 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 they could have made it like really fantastical by adding in like some Darkstalkers characters or something. Um, I was really, really hoping that when they were making a big deal about the final character for Street Fighter V, it would have been a Darkstalkers character. Yeah, but sadly, but, no. I mean, these days, with all these great looking sprites, just 
move them on over to this game. Yeah, I don't know. Seems uh, seems like a home run. You know, we just don't have enough games featuring Morrigan. Feel like she's kind of underutilized. David, I, I'm sure you agree. I mean, she's only been in like every Capcom crossover game ever. Right. So why not have her be in one more? I mean, you know. I mean, I'd be fine with her at this. Everybody like, loves Morrigan. That's uh. That's or Felicia, truth. which one? I mean, you know, I'm definitely a Felicia kind of guy. That's, uh, yeah. She is just my exact speed. Um, you know, but, you know, also, I guess David could speak more to this as somebody who's probably played Darkstalkers. What if, and just stay with me here, what if they brought a character from Darkstalkers over Street Fighter and it wasn't one of the women? I mean, I could see Donovan. The like, mummy. Well, An actress would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Anacra seems like it'd be a bit of a stretch. Oh! Yeah, I knew the joke I was making. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, Yeti yeah, uh, is pretty good. He's cool. Oh, Yeti would be awesome. Yeah. Darkstalkers, man. Let's make a new one of those. That's why I'm excited for that Capcom fighting collection because it has all the Darkstalkers games and I want people to buy it. So Capcom says like, oh, hey, we should totally make more of these. Yeah, I don't understand why they have it. it you know, I don't know. Yeah. Every, everything old is new again. Fucking, how about a legacy sequel? Darkstalkers, what would it be now? F- four or five? Like, fucking. I think technically it would be four. Yeah, bring it back. I want to see these fucking sexy monsters in HD with, uh, I don't know, g- given Capcom's recent style, like uh, hair that looks like clay and bananas. Um, <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, love a fucking full werewolf of banana hair. <laughs> Be good, real good. Um, but yeah, David, uh, you know, who's your uh, who's your favorite character in Street Fighter Alpha? Uh, not the whole series, just the first one. Just the first one, I would probably be a basic bitch and say Ryu. Yeah, that's pretty fucking basic, man. You got all these cool new characters, and you don't want to fuck with them. You got something you know, to get dirty. You know, I tried playing Sodom, um, but I just couldn't quite get the hang of him mm. which mm. is a shame because he's a final fight boss and it would be awesome to play as him but yeah and so this one did this one add guy so this one added guy and sodom yeah um and then two added rolento and then three added cody mm-hmm. what's your thoughts on rolento because uh he seems pretty cool i think he's a cool character um I don't know how I feel about him in Street Fighter because he's throwing grenades, and right. that seems unfair. Yeah, a bit of a game breaker there. Um, but I think the concept and the uh, the look and the general vibe of the character is pretty cool. I do love his beret. Like his yes, beret is really nice. That's mostly what I'm talking about. He's got a good look. Yeah. You know, military dude. I feel like is he sleeveless? You know. Also a beret. Good look. You know, good guy. Um. Yeah, like uh, Adon. I realize he wasn't. He's not really a Street Fighter Alpha original. I guess he has been around since like the first Street Fighter or some shit. But uh, I guess now he's playable. So right, you know, he's pretty. He's pretty cool. He's like a shrieking kickboxing guy. I was gonna say he's like protege of Sagat, as I remember. Yeah, Sagat with like a really sharp head of hair. And that's. I mean, this game also introduces Charlie, who's basically redesigned Guile. Yep. And 
Okay, so where do you stand? You know, who's your guy, Charlie or Guile? I mean, Guile. I like the flat top over the giant hook. I mean, yeah, if we're just talking hair, Guile wins all the time. But I don't know, man. I, I kind of also, you know, I dig Charlie's look. I like the, you know, like the green pants and the orange. I don't want to call it a tactical vest. There doesn't seem to be any tactics involved. But uh, something about that uh, that vest. It's so 90s. I, I just fucking love it. But, I think the yeah. tactic is making you think there's no tactics involved. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The vest is not essential to the character, or is it? Sleeper tactics. Yeah, Charlie is secretly all vest. <laughs> the character is actually the vest, and the body is just a vessel to carry the vest. Okay, now this oh. is starting to sound like a cult. Yes. Is, is that why in Street Fighter V he has, like, the patched up Frankenstein body, like, the vest just accumulated other bodies and made a new host. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And gamed themselves together and fucking went back to the tournament. Pretty fucked up. Yeah. That that actually does sound like pretty in line with Street Fighter lore. God, yeah. I, I would love to be fighting a sentient vest. Uh, it would be pretty good. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I would love to be leading a cult of vests. <laughs> I mean... I, I really like the vest. I mean, Johnny, don't don't be crazy. You can't lead a cult of vests. The vest is the leader. If there are other vests, they'll try to like infringe on the throne. Like, no, one vest leads the cult. Yeah, one vest rule them all. <laughs> oh my uh, god! Can you imagine Lord of the Vests? <laughs> remake all of Lord of the Rings, except it involves Charlie's vest. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, shit. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, it would be it would make the game or make the movies a lot more stylish. Is all I'm going to say. But the yeah, question well, is, would the hobbits have Charlie's hook hair or just the vest? Wait, if he puts the vest on, he becomes invisible. Right. So then you have but, no, you know, how do you know he's wearing the vest? He's got it's also <laughs> it's also a lot harder to get on and off. Like with yeah. the ring, you just be like, "Oh, invisible!" But with this, like, "Oh no, I gotta put my vest on." Oh, just, okay, now I'm done. Well, that was gonna be that was gonna be my question. Like, the one ring also turns invisible. Does the one vest turn invisible, or are you just a floating vest now? No, it's the whole thing. Yeah, okay. you'll, you'll turn invisible. It's the same rules as the ring. The vest remains. <laughs> like Where'd you, you, you can see like the weird, like dark stuff and the Nazgul's and whatever, like Frodo does. But now, they can't. Actually, so the real question is, then, does the Eye of Sauron have Charlie's hook hair? <laughs> yes. Yes. Clearly. That, I thought that was implied. Right up there on the tower, it's just a big eye with a crazy hair. Uh, That's like, you know how the, the tower has those, like, cones where the eye rests? Instead, the, it has the hair, and that's where the eye is. Mm-hmm. It, it's also like Egon's hair in the new Ghostbusters cartoon. Yeah. True. Yeah. Now, you know, here's my question. I mean, real talk. Charlie, I don't know the full story, but he was killed and brought back to life as, like, you know, new dark mecha Charlie in Street Fighter V. I thought he was Blanca. You're thinking of the Street Fighter movie. Yeah, that's the movie. That's not... Oh. Uh, you know. And he was almost killed in that. That would have been great if they just blown his brains out. But no. Um... But yeah, so Charlie, he's like back from the dead, and he's you know, he's got the same you know hook hair and vest. He's got like a a dead arm. I want to know Shadaloo or Sin or whoever brought him back. 
could they not fix his eyesight? Why does he still have glasses if he's like a resurrected corpse? I mean, I would imagine it's like Oro fighting with one arm tied behind his back. Like they're purposefully limiting his power. Like, okay. if, yeah, they they take away, so. if they take away the glasses, he's too strong. They take away his glasses, he misses his old glasses, and he becomes all-powerful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, if you have an undead super soldier who's trained in throwing sonic booms, he has to be nearsighted. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're just fucked. That does explain the shitty range on his sonic booms. It's, it's, it's nearsightedness. <laughs> there you go. See? It all makes sense. David, real quick, uh, are you aware of the redesign they did for Oro for Street Fighter V? Are you aware of what's now canon about Oro? <laughs> Doesn't he fight, like, instead of t- purposefully, like, tying his hand behind his back, he just has it out and doesn't use it? He's holding something. Do you know what it, he's holding? No. <laughs> uh, you should look it up. It's very... Oh. No, I'm kidding. He, he's holding a turtle. Oh, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So I don't know if he's you know just sworn to protect the turtle or what, but yeah, Oro is uh, holding a turtle at all times, and that's why he only uses one hand in combat. <laughs> I will tie one hand behind my back to give you a fighting chance, because otherwise I'm too strong. Mm. Well, I'm only going to use one hand because, you know, Mr. Shelley needs to be comforted. Exactly. Yeah, I got to protect Shelley over here. Yeah. <laughs> and you see, the real question then is, is the turtle the real character? You know? Are you playing as Oro the turtle and you're just controlling his bodyguard? Oh, it's like a Ratatouille situation? Yes, I think that's exactly what's going on. God, could you imagine if you put the vest on the turtle? God, can you imagine? Yeah, a, a, an all-powerful, all-seeing turtle with a Charlie vest on and fucking hook hair. Well, then you you can't see the turtle if he puts the vest on. Well, that's what happened in Street Fighter, uh, wherever Oro was originally in. You couldn't see the turtle because he was wearing Charlie's vest. That's okay. Thank it you. seemed like he had one hand behind his back, but he was actually holding an indivisible Charlie turtle. He was just holding a turtle the entire time, but purposefully behind his back so you wouldn't look at it. Yeah. He was very shy. He was looking my turtle. Like a service dog. He was like, don't don't <laughs> acknowledge the turtle. I'm just going to beat your ass. <laughs> shy <laughs> Shelly. Yeah. No, you can't feed my fucking service turtle. Um, He's on the clock. Yeah. Gonna beat your fucking ass just for asking about the service turtle. Service, <laughs> service turtle. Ah, um, fucking you know, great pick, David. Love me some Street Fighter Alpha tunes. Uh, I, I need to get one of these collections and actually play the game a little bit because you know it's a it's a blind spot for me. I, it's like one of those things I played briefly back in the day, and I guess I mean like old Street Fighter games really weren't revisiting. I mean like if you don't have somebody to sit and play them with, like are these worth pl- going back and playing one player? Um, like just grinding through the arcade mode? I mean, more or less. No, not really. Okay, cool. So yeah, I need to get somebody to hang out and play fighting games with and play that. You know, because that's, that's the appeal of fighting games. You know, I think I think one-player modes in fighting games have kind of run their course for me. So yeah. Um, some of you guys move to Tallahassee and come play Street Fighter with me. I'll buy it then. Johnny, put your shirt on. Get your ass down here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, good. Um, David, anything else? Uh, no, I, I think that's about it. Dope. Calculating computer activated. Computers, beeps. Oh, sorry, I was uh, checking up on the chat. What was that? Beeps. Scoring complete. This game's winner is... 
Regan. It is? It is. I have the highest score. Thanks Indeed. to that threesome. I did very well on it. <laughs> he always does good in the threesome. <laughs> you beat me by one second. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to take that bait, but yeah. Wow, Johnny, great job. Yeah, thank um, you. Yeah, well done. You are, uh, yeah. I, he, I, Johnny was redesigned into a competent player. <laughs> that's, that's the real redesign. Johnny, he's wearing Charlie's vest. That's why you can't see the rest of his clothes. <laughs> it's over his shirt. Yep. And, uh, yeah, Johnny, he's been resurrected as a good fucking uh, Game That Tune player. That's going to be the change going forward. Johnny's going to hit a hot streak. Headed in August absurdity. That's the storyline. Six in a row. Oh. Oof, fuck. Uh, yeah, so great job, Johnny. You get to pick a theme for our next episode. What do you got? So when I was mashing the Pepsi Man button earlier, that got me thinking about tie-in games. Games that tie into some product or or some or a movie or whatever but tie-in games games that are basically a marketing device they don't have the whole game doesn't have to be a marketing device like uh, i'll leave it you know give you some wiggle room i mean you know are you saying games like a licensed game like a game based on a movie that's you know, that's, fun? that's part of it of sure but then like a game with a product placement would also be valid yes okay because yeah i mean I wouldn't say that every game that has a product placement acts merely as a vessel for marketing that product. There's usually more game around it, but right. That's why I'm leaving you with the ambiguous tie-in games. Is the game could be a tie-in? There could be a tie-in in the game. Mm-hmm. As long as there's a tie-in somewhere in there. Yeah. Well, you what know, it's like a mini game where you're like tying shoes. What if your character is in a suit wearing a tie? Guys, save yeah. the questions for the show. This is the show. I mean, just just bring your things and, and, and I'll game over you when I think it doesn't think, fit. Yeah. We'll let the show decide next week. Yeah. Sheesh. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I look forward to many uh, Thai-based games next week. You know. Oh, they all take place in Thailand. In Thailand, yeah. Thailand. The, you, know, you asked for it, Johnny. Yeah. Thai sounds like too many things. Yeah. I love Thai food. Yeah, me yeah. too. So oh, I can't wait to bring a Star Wars game. TIE Fighter? Because yeah. oh. that's also you. just a tie-in game if it's a movie license game. David. Right. That's true, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. Like, that, that, I was, like, kind of glaring at you because that's a perfect example of what I <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what he wants. <laughs> um, yes, cool. David, yeah. that's what I would like. <laughs> yeah, we're going to tie it in. So don't be surprised when I pick a Star Wars game. <laughs> mm-hmm. I will not. Uh, great, uh, great theme. Gonna be a great show. Uh, and man, what a show it's been this week. Uh, thanks to everybody, uh, watching live with us, putting up with our nonsense on our live show. There will not be any further live show shenanigan- shenanigans to really incentivize you watching the live show. This was a one off. Don't tell them that. You almost killed my computer, Jesse. I don't want him coming back thinking I'm ever gonna do that again. No, we'll, we'll also have uh, other shenanigans. Yeah, I could do that instead. No, no, no. All shenanigans hereby banned from the live show. Oh. Just buy an Our actual. Next person who says the word shenanigans, I'm gonna pistol whip. Yeah. John, just buy hey, a banana hey, costume. What's that restaurant called with the. Um... John, just buy a green oh, suit. All the mozzarella sticks. Buy a, buy a banana outfit, buy a green suit, just buy a whole bunch of costumes and instead of now having your computer. Some, some green screen and do some chroma key. That would be pretty fun. That, I, <laughs> I want to do that. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, there will be shenanigans as soon as everybody gets their green screens. 
Um, but in the meantime, yeah, uh, thanks everybody watching live with us. We're live every Wednesday night. We're on Twitch, we're on YouTube, we're on Facebook. Search for Game That Tune. We love you guys watching live with us. Thank you to everybody listening in podcast form. Our podcasts come out Tuesday mornings. They're at GameThatTune.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. We super appreciate you guys listening. Uh, thanks to everybody checking out Patreon, patreon.com slash game that tune. It's the home for awesome exclusives. We've got uh, GTT gems. We've got mixtapes. Uh, we do movie commentaries from time to time, which we got to get back on track with. And uh, you help us keep the lights on on our 24-7 video game music stream there at radio.gamethatune.com. So we super appreciate you guys checking out Patreon and supporting the show. Um... And uh, we got to give a special shout out to our absurd fans. And man, for the first time since we launched Patreon, I'm leading off with a different name. Our absurd fans, Lance Revere, Damian Beckles, Bradford Stevens, Taylor Y, Sam L, Mork, Tasty, Grimmery, Phoenix Tier 2121, Unsettled Zebra, Akadar, The Kerrigan, and Acre, a fantastic group of patrons at patreon.com slash game that tune. Uh, thank you to our requester. That was Acre, I believe. Was it not, David? Yes, it was Acre who made his request in our Discord. Yep. Discord's the best place to make your request. Join us in our Discord server. Hang out, chit-chat with us, and make requests. We love you guys uh, joining there. Uh, you can also check out GameThatTune.club. It's the uh, silly social media server that we've made for our show. Uh, requests made on GameThatTune.club typically get priority over Discord requests, uh, or even Patreon requests, uh, as long as we're still trying to build up that silly, unnecessary audience at GameThatTune.club. Um, I would have gone with their request this week, but it wasn't released in America, so it couldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all within reason, people. Let's, uh, let's not go nuts, GameThatTune.clubbers. Hey, wait a uh, minute. But David, how do you game over a fan request? You know what I mean? Like, they, like what happens if the fan request gets game over and you're still in the game? I mean, yeah. we've game- not using it. We've game over to fan request before. <laughs> oh yeah, I love game overing the fans. <laughs> I expect a lot from our fans. Um, but yeah, and so that's pretty much going to do it. And Johnny, sadly, yet again has the bonus tunes. Uh, so I'm cautiously excited to hear what Johnny's got to play us out. God, I hope he raps. Uh, well, so John's got me kind of turned on to Yuzo Boy recently, so I just grabbed the latest Yuzo Boy track. I actually haven't heard this one yet. It just came out a few days ago. This is Yuzo Boy, Sonic CD, Collision Chaos, Good Future, the uh, Sega Genesis 16-bit remix. Yep, he is doing a lot of good work over there. YouTube.com slash Yuzo Boy. Check him out there because... People have spoken, and they don't want him on radio.gamethatune.com. So go check out Yuzo Boy on YouTube, and peace out, everybody.
I thought that was going to go on for like eight minutes. Um, <laughs> Pack Land is copyright 1985 Namco Limited. Final Fantasy VII Remake is copyright 2020 Square Enix. Street Fighter Alpha 3 is copyright 1998 Capcom Company Limited. Metal Gear Rising Revengeance is copyright 2013 Konami. The World Ends With You Final Remix is copyright 2018 Square Enix. Tetris is copyright 1989 Nintendo of America Incorporated. Street Fighter Alpha Warriors Dreams is copyright 1995 Capcom Company Limited. That's a hat trick. Yeah, it's a hat trick sound, isn't it? Oh, right. I forgot that we changed it. <laughs> I was so used to it being like its own special sound. Anyhow, yeah, this is Street Fighter Alpha. That's a that's a distinct sound. <laughs> it's been that sound for some time. Yeah, man. Is, are your ears okay? That That's a completely <laughs> different sound than what plays for the other uh, correct answers. We got one right for two right for hat trick three hits the drums there what if we get four right it's, it's <laughs> there's the hat trick sound I was thinking Quick of thinking. okay <laughs> uh, so, I'm sorry. sorry John go ahead I'm saying all this is not making the podcast, so yeah, keep going if you want. Yeah, play another sound if you want, Johnny. It's going, it's going behind the credits. Stop hyper-tapping the soundboard. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 